Welcome to episode 29 of the Overrated Experience Sports Betting and Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Blondin, and I'll tell you right now, my week has been garbage so far. Can't buy a victory or a string of victories. Uh, last night, uh, lost three basketball games, three college basketball games, and also had a LA Kings game that I need the Kings to win. They blow a 2 nothing game to the Winnipeg Jets and lose 5-2. to two. So I'm a little uh, hot under the collar, as you might say. And this is kind of how I feel. That same person you were? You don't, you don't get it. There is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out, wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money. And it wants to buy some shoes. And it wants to, it wants to walk up with the people and say, hey, Gator don't play no shit. You, you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit. See, that's how I feel. I feel like Gator from the other guys. I feel like I want some walking around money. I'm enough of this shit and I'm going to get back on board. I'm going to start winning some money, some pocket change, some walking around money, buy myself some shoes, whatever I want. So this starts here tonight in the prop show. And welcome for everybody who has joined us in the past and keeps joining us every episode. I appreciate your support and keep uh, spreading the word and passing the word along. And for those who just joined, we talk sports. We talk sports gambling on the show. It's a purely for fun. Believe me, my picks lately, you're not going to want to take and run to the bookie. And or they may be knocking on your door with a few tough guys behind them uh, looking for their money. So take it with a grain of salt, entertainment purposes. But we hope to have a good week this week on the prop side. If you didn't catch episode 28 of the Overrated Experience Sports and Sports Betting Podcast, check it out. It's on the link in your episode details from your podcast provider. And you can check out all the details and all the episode you like about the overrated experience check out the history see if you something you'll listen to forward and uh what we're going to talk about this show we're going to focus on the nfl and we're going to focus on the props we're going to pick out seven props for you to take a look at maybe you're interested in and maybe you'll take to the pay window so let's uh, get started here on the props excuse my voice is off today so a little horse a little horse you know that uh, term horse i don't know where that came from but I got it. I'm a little hoarse. And we got Saturday NFL action. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. So don't forget. And as I turn my head as I'm going around, you know, looking as this podcast is going on, trying to watch this Vegas LA Charger football game, which is absolutely pathetic. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't even know if I should turn this on. But it's it's getting ugly. And I'll give you an example tonight. I took the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. That are three and a half point or three and a half or four and a half point favorites over Chicago Bulls. Okay. First quarter, the Chicago Bulls are up 33 to 8. 33 to 8 on the Miami Heat. How is that possible? The one game I take, there's a 25 point like spread in the first quarter. Unbelievable. That's how things are going here. So uh, bear with me, sympathize with me. I should put a 1-800 number, send me money now, but we're not there yet. Maybe episode 45. We're going to kick it off week 15, Saturday action in the NFL. The Minnesota Vikings head into Cincinnati to take on Jake Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals. Man, my voice is cracking. sound like I'm hitting puberty. So maybe this is a good sign. So what we got here is some interesting news on the Minnesota standpoint. They have taken Joshua Dobbs, who was the hero that came from Arizona after the Kirk Cousins injury, leads them to victory in Atlanta, leads them to victory against New Orleans, 
And now he is relegated to the third spot in the death chart. So he's not going to be in uniform. He's going to be the emergency ca- uh, backup in case both quarterbacks go down. I can't believe he's fallen this far. Somebody may mention on Twitter about the wild ride. And yeah, like he's, you know, from, you know, off the bench in, uh, was it Cleveland over to Arizona, starting effectively coming in to be the hero of Minnesota and now dropping to a third string. Don't even put on your uniform quarterback. Unbelievable. I think that's a little dramatic, but uh, this is the NFL. And uh, Josh Dobbs is now watching instead of, you know, starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Raiders on a run here. Third and 10, pick up a first down. And they are first and goal. I like it. So, as we look at this game, we look at what's going on in this game. Jake Browning had a, uh, look like a cramp in his finger or something like that, his thumb, that uh, sat him out for a few plays in the game against Indy, but he came back firing bullets. And Zach Taylor, so far in two games, has had the philosophy to let Jake Browning go, let him throw, get into the weapons of his receivers, Big-time, game-changing receivers. But also, it's been a revitalization of Joel Mixon. Joel Mixon, the last two games, has uh, been on fire. And uh, for the last two games, his total yards has been over 100. That's receiving and rushing. So his total right now, total yards is 88.5. I like the over. I'm going to take Joel Mixon, total receiving and rushing yards over 88.5. I don't see why Minnesota's going to shut him down. Then you have Denver, Detroit. By the way, I'm skipping Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. I have no time for Pittsburgh anymore. Pittsburgh, I don't know what they're going to bring to the table. They may smoke Indy. They shouldn't. They may. But I don't trust anything going to get there. I don't know see how you can handicap a Pittsburgh Steelers team that is all over the place, lose against Arizona, lose against the New England Patriots. We'll probably go on the road and beat Indy, but I'm not touching that at all. But a game I will touch, Denver, Detroit. Denver takes on the Lions. One team coming off a win and one team coming off a devastating loss against the Chicago Bears. Well, I guess not that devastating. It's a strong word. But this is the time where Detroit's got to say, Gator, don't take no shit because they need a win. They need to get back on track. Is Denver the right play? You know what Denver's got going for them? Is a coach in Sean Payton. Right? Remember earlier in the year, the matchup against the Jets. The Jets walk into Denver and they beat the Denver Broncos. And this is like a week or two or three where Sean Payton, who took over for Nathaniel Hackett, current offensive coordinator for the New York Jets, and stated this is, you know, basically one of the worst coaching jobs I've seen ever. And, you know, it looks bad on him that week. <clears throat> but, you know, looking a few weeks down the road, you look how Every other team, for the most part, who's had to deal with the backup quarterback situation or we, a number of backup quarterbacks in their lineup have been way more effective than what the New York Jets have done. Take out last week against Houston. That's an outlier. Zach Wilson's trash, and he's not developed. He's not going anywhere, and that's no thanks to their offensive coordinator who did shit. And that's so Sean Payton's words are making more sense. And I think a lot of more people are listening as weeks go on. So, uh, you know, the Denver Broncos are on the up. Jets are hanging in there, but barely. And the Denver Broncos head in Detroit. And some of the plays I like here, though, is on the Detroit side of the ball. Jamari Gibbs against the Denver defense. You tell me that 
50 and a half is a total that he can't achieve. I mean, he's getting he's getting the ball a lot. Him and Montgomery are sharing the possessions. He had 100 uh his last three games, he had 66 yards, 60 yards, 54 yards rushing. I like the odds that he's going to get a few breakout runs. He's going to get a lot of touches, and I don't see a reason why Gibbs can't surpass the 50 and a half easily. And now we move to the Sunday slate in the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs, who are being chased by the Denver Broncos, which isn't a surprising scenario. The Chiefs have gone south big time, but they're going to New England, and you can't get, I don't care if they beat Pittsburgh last week, you can't get more south right now than the way the New England Patriots are going. Continuous reports that this will indeed be Bill Belichick's last year as Patriots head coach. Now, if you follow the overrated experience on Twitter, I did state, and I stand by this, that there is going to be a team that makes a big mistake to sign Bill Belichick to a multi-year <clears throat> excuse me, contract in the offseason. Now, the mistake will be if that con- co- coaching contract comes along with the opportunity for him to, to be involved in player personnel. He is best suited building a game plan each week, shutting down the stars on the offensive side of the ball, and as far as him even hiring a coaching staff, <clears throat> excuse me, he's made a mess of that in New England over the last three or four years. Offensive coordinator, you know, defensive coordinator, just trying to be the smartest person in the room. And then player personnel, he, I don't know what he's doing on the draft side of things, but he's not doing anything that's effective at helping the franchise. So if you make the mistake, Washington, because I know you're watching Billy B, that, and you give him full car blanche to take your team into the draft and build a team through Bill Belichick's eyes, you've made a mistake and you'll regret that mistake. And the Kansas City Chiefs can't get any lower as well. Last, last three of their four, and they go into New England, and I talked about Bill Belichick shutting down the team's star player. We've seen it with Tyreek Hill and a few other players. However, however, when I see a total for Travis Kelsey of only 63.5 receiving yards, and he's coming off an 83, 81, and 91 receiving yards, and God forbid the Kansas City Chiefs have anybody else they can depend on throwing the ball to uh, from the hands of Patrick Mahomes, which they don't, and he's going to have to rely on Travis Kelsey even more. So I like, I'm going to hang my hat on a 63 and a half yard receiving line for Pat, uh, for Travis Kelsey. Winners win and losers lose. And hopefully I'm in the winner's circle because Gator take no shit. Okay. All right. So we go on to Cleveland, uh, Chicago. Joey Flacco. Is he the magic man? Again, we talked about on Tuesday. At the end in Baltimore, he was useless. Denver, he was useless. New York, he was absolutely useless. Beyond useless. Defined useless if you looked him up in the dictionary. But he's at least got a little more gas in the tank. In Cleveland, over 300 yards last week in a win over Jacksonville. They got the line 229 and a half at home against Chicago. Yes, Chicago's D's been playing very well. But you tell me that Joey Flacco, a little flick of the wrist from the tree himself, can't at least push a few deep balls down the field for big chunks 
and easily surpass that 229 and a half? I think he can, and I think he will. And I think I'm going to put a few shillings on the Cleveland Browns and the Chicago Bears and Joe Flacco going over the passing total. Now, just interesting note, FanDuel up to this game. Those are where my prop uh, numbers came from. And then the Chicago-Cleveland game was the first one I had to switch to DraftKings because there was a limitation on the passing props and rushing props for some reason on many games on FanDuel. I don't understand what's going on there. So DK, DraftKings, brings you that Chicago-Cleveland passing total for Joe Flacco over 229.5. And we go back to DK for the LA Rams in Washington take on the absolute trash, garbage, piece of shit Washington Commanders who will look totally different next year. Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron is going to be out. Sam Howell, I told you, our boy from Austin from Ajax, this guy's his hero, poster on the wall. This guy's always backing Sam Howell. I take a, I take another look at it that if that, a quarterback in the first round is sitting there, first-round quality quarterback, Sam Howell's going to be watching next year. Or he's going to be eventually surpassed by this first-round pick. So, Austin from Ajax, we'll see if you're right or we'll see if I'm right. But, you know what? To give you credit, you usually have these weird scenarios, upset picks, and uh, plays that uh, turn out to be in your favor. So, I'm 50% confident that I'm 100% right. LA Rams, Washington Commanders, I give credit to the Rams. I did not think they would hang last week on the road in Baltimore. It did not make sense. This game had to go to overtime. The Rams hung in there, and wow, Cup uh, and Puka Nakua are absolute weapons for Matthew Stafford, who I thought would be on his ass and maybe out of the game in Baltimore before he had a chance to finish out. But uh, when I look at the Rams in Washington, I'm going to go with Puka Kanua. Puka Nakua, sorry. Puka's the guy. Puka's the man. His receiving total is 66.5. You know, he's had 84 last week, 105 the week before, uh, or 165. I can't remember if I wrote that down wrong. But he has explosive games, even with Cooper Cup in the lineup. And I'm going to bank on the Stafford's going to target him a lot. And with Cooper Cup in the lineup, he's going to be the guy that they're not being double teamed. He's an absolute. Absolute uh, force out there. So Puka Nakua over 66 and a half receiving yards. And then we got Houston, Tennessee. I'm taking a step back because I couldn't find a line like I talked about on FanDuel. But D Hop, D Andre Hopkins. I am telling you that nobody thought in the offseason that DeAndre Hopkins had anything left in the tank that he showed, especially in that game against Miami. Him and Will Levis are now on the same page. And you know Will Levis is thinking, fuck it, I'm throwing it up. D-Hop's going to be there. And D-Hop is making plays. We're seeing the D-Hop that we've seen with the Houston Texans years back. He's on fire right now. And you, I'm telling you, the Kansas City Chiefs, go back in the DeLorean, the time machine, would have made a run at D-Hop if they knew the D-Hop of the Houston Texans was still alive and functioning because he's going. He's on fire. So D-Hop, I like his yards this week, 57 and a half. couple balls jacked up in the air he comes down with. Anytime. Levis is looking for him. He's open. He's going to Levis on the sideline. He's talking to his quarterback, letting him know he's open like a, a primetime receiver does. 
and you got to force the ball now to D-Hop because you got to make him happy. And he'll make you happy with the catches he'll make. So watch out. D-Hop is going to do something on the field uh, special against the Texans. They're going to be hell, hell on wheels because they're going to be you know, shorthanded. Probably no C.J. Strout uh, in the lineup. And uh, I think Levis is going to move the ball downfield. And D-Hop is going to be the boy. He's going to be uh, putting up some numbers. All right, last pick. Dallas-Buffalo, big game of the week. Dallas, you're frauds. I'm sorry, you're frauds. And I, I can't stand when you guys become like uh, a contender in people's eyes. Dallas Cowboy fans get annoying. I'm sorry for you Cowboys fans out there, but it's true. You know it's true. Look in the mirror. Look at your face when you get all cocky, when your boys are uh, up there making some noise. You know it's true. You know it's true. You're up there with Team Italy in Euros and World Cups. You're up there with, you know, Laker fans, all that sort of stuff, Yankee fans. That's just the category you're in. And heading into Buffalo, I think the Buffalo Bills got it, got you this week, but I'm going to focus my attention on the running back position. And James Cook. James Cook has been an absolute uh, rocket out of the backfield, both receiving and rushing. And what the advantage of taking a James Cook, total yards, 80 and a half, both receiving and rushing, He's had 400. He's had 400 yard total yard games in a row, and I'll tell you the last two were big because Josh Allen is the focal point, and the Dallas defense has to rush more bodies at Josh Allen. Josh Allen keeps plays alive, and if he plays like he has the last two weeks, he is going to give Dallas a handful all hell, and he's going to hit Cooks, and he's he's going to hit Cooks. Sorry. And he's going to put up some yards, 100 plus. I think it's going to be five straight games with 100 yards total, rushing plus receiving for James Cooks. Cook, not Cooks. There you have it. Last week we were two out of seven props. You only got two of them. Absolute garbage. And I can't believe I read the room wrong there. But Gator, take no shit. I want some walking around money. All right? And here we go. So it's prop night, Thursday night. Maybe I'll crack a, crack a beer. Maybe I won't. I'll leave that to you and I'll let you know in the next podcast. Leave a cliffhanger. But I wish you the best of luck. And please follow us on Twitter. X. E-X. Sorry. Overrated. E-X-P-E-R-2. Overrated. E-X-P-E-R-2. And if you want to listen to the podcast on multiple platforms to pump up my numbers, feel free. I will not stop you. But as always, the pleasure's been yours, and the overrated experience is over and out.